This episode is brought to you by Vanta. Vanta's trust management platform helps you quickly assess risk, streamline security reviews, and automate compliance for SOC 2, ISO 27001, and more. Learn how by watching Vanta's on-demand demo at vanta.com WSJ. Coming up on the Money Beat podcast, a big sell-off in the stock market, a terrible sell-off in the oil market. What does it all mean? That is coming up next. This is Money Beat from the Wall Street Journal. Everything you need to know about money and the markets, and then some. Extra, extra, hear all about it. Welcome to a special Wednesday Money Beat Markets edition. Uh, we Look, we're all downstairs working really hard today, but we had to pull away for a few minutes to get on the podcast here and talk to you guys about the markets, which are having just a, a, a brutal day. And I'm joined today by Steve Grosser, as always, Jeff Rogo, and Corey Drebush. Uh, okay, folks, why, why is this happening today? We had a nice day yesterday. Things looked okay market was was up it wasn't great but you had a little bit of rally this morning we all come we look get to our desks we look around and it is brutal red across the board Corey, i know you've been working the phones all day what what are people saying in the markets yeah i think uh, one thing to pay attention to yesterday was yes we were up as much as 184 points with the dow early in the day but that faded and right. there just wasn't the confidence there to keep it up. And then today, with the renewed fall in the price of oil, right, that was right. enough to send people away. Oil down, and, and we're recording this in the middle of the day, folks, so we won't have the final numbers, but oil down 7% today yeah. alone. And talking about yesterday, I'd like to point out a stat that I read in the Great Morning Money Beat, written by Mr. Paul. Who wrote Renier. that? Who wrote that? What was it? Uh, you know, advancers, decliners? It was, uh, yeah, it was two, two to one, one decliners, decliners over, over advancers. advancers. Right, right. Which is not a sign of strength no. um, at all. No. And the thing I thought was interesting, and not because I wrote it, but I thought it was an interesting comment. I put it in because it was interesting. Uh, this guy, Tim Anderson, over at M&D Partners, talking about how you really, you really had not seen yet, and you need to see a real kind of throw in the towel, capitulation, flush it all down the toilet, sell off before you could really start talking about where the bottom lies. And I don't, I don't know that we've had it today, Rogo, but I mean, this is pretty brutal today. This is brutal, but let, let's take a step back and look yeah. at the forces at play in the market and what's happened over the last year or so, year and a half, when when we have central banks doing what they were doing, when we have markets what they're doing, we get these four-month periods of quiet, and then we get a flip out. We saw it in January, February last year, or I see, uh, March and April last year. We saw it in August with China. We saw it at the end of December with junk. We were calm, and then now we're seeing with energy. In three months, like sometime in the next two weeks, the markets are going to calm down. For whether it's a long-term or a short-term calm down, they're going to calm down. And then we'll have another sell-off. The only thing that'll change is Tom Brady will be holding another Super Bowl ring. But this is the this is the <laughs> we did this not, is the moment. We did not bring you in here. You can go to Jason Gay's podcast but, if you want to talk but about. But what, what I'm saying is that we're getting through these periods where every three months we have a meltdown of some sort, and then it comes calm and everyone's fine with everything, and we rally and we go to new highs. But until there's real growth, real something. This is the market we're in. We're in a vicious circle. We're, we're sort of in this, you, you take this out, we're at the same place we were 18 months ago. 
That's right. it. All of this has been noise. And I don't see us breaking out of the noise cycle anytime soon because I don't think anything is going to materially change on the upside or the downside. We're just going to have a period where we forget something's bad, then something blows up, it takes everything down, and then we forget about it for a while. That's where we are. Do, do, you, do you think – I mean, look, this, and I'll tell you, this, this is where we stand right now. Uh, Dow and S&P are in what would technically be termed a correction. They're down about 14 percent from their recent highs. The Dow transports, the Russell 2000, are in bear market territory. Overseas, you have the CAC 40, which is France, um, the FTSE 100, which is the UK, the the uh, Stocks Europe 600. Those are all bear market territory. And, and the Nikkei. Shang- and the Nikkei. Well, I was getting there. In Asia, and, and, is, you have the Shanghai and the Nikkei, both in bear market territory. Did Australia Yeah, the bear S&P, market? ASX went last night. Yeah. I mean, everything this is down bear. Right. And, and we're just talking about equities. I'm not even talking about commodities where it is just a, a disaster for oil. This, this is spreading. This, this thing is spreading. You know, and today, you know, the S&P fall below the summer lows at 1867 level that people have been watching like a, like a hawk. Uh, it, it, this thing is getting wider, Corey. Yes. And I think that a lot of times investors in the U.S. Uh, or traders in the U.S. also just thought that the U.S. was a little bit more insulated uh, because right. they were still growing. We were still having good data points. And some of the data that's coming out lately has been a little bit more soft. And we saw uh, the Labor Department with the CPI, the Consumer Price Index, today just was a little bit weaker than maybe some analysts were expecting. Right. And I think that that also adds in that spook level. Yeah, I mean the yes. CPI number. This is inc- ultimately we should come. If you're a market and there's inflation in your economy, we should be at record highs every day. Like if if prices are rising, which is what inflation is, markets go higher. Like that's the way the thing is. The fact that inflation for six years hasn't mm-hmm. done anything mm-hmm. tells you everything you need to know about the market. It, it mm-hmm. can't continue to rally if prices in the economy aren't rising. Right. I mean, this is gets back to the point that I was sort of making last Friday, which is you have oil falling, right? You know, you have the Chinese yuan falling, and you have a Federal Reserve that has raised rates and seems determined to at least continue down that path. Uh, you know, and you have no inflation. I mean, yeah. this is you know there is a significant concern I think in the market about deflation and whether you know right, the U.S. Right. is going to catch that cold. Let's uh, let's take a, a quick break and come back on the other side because we want to that you you hit on it. We want to talk about that. We'll come back in a second. Hi, this is Kevin Sinsemong. This is Beth Cracklauer. Check us out on the Off Duty Podcast. We talk about food, cocktails, cars, tech, watches, fashion, travel, all of the finer things in life. Check us out at wsj.com slash podcast. And become a subscriber on iTunes. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. Now, Money Beat. Welcome back to a bulldog edition of the Money Beat podcast special to cover the, the market sell-off here. Jeff Rogo, Steve Grosser, Paul Vino, Corey Drebush. You know, you talked about the Fed there, Grosser, right before the break. And, and that is, to me, what's important about what's going on in the, the market that's all off in, in terms of the Fed, it, it, it's that, and, you know, we had a, I've seen this in a couple of places, people talking about this. And, and we wrote about it. I mean, there was a story in the paper about this. People have – I don't want to say have completely. People are losing faith in the Fed's ability to turn this thing around. They have had seven years to do it. And, you know, just today, Christine Lagarde at the IMF at Davos says, oh, well, you know what? Hmm. Things were – we didn't really appreciate the downside risks or whatever. For seven years, you have had officials everywhere 
being optimistic, talking up the economy, promising us they had the tools to fix everything, and they have not fixed everything. Everything isn't great. And now you people are starting to lose confidence in the Fed, especially because the Fed is determined to, that they are changing their direction. Well, the, I mean, the other thing, too, is like, let's face it. I mean, like this was always, you know, and everyone who wrote about this, you know, has discussed this. This was a new chapter. This is a, these were chapters that had never been written. Like, you know, what the central banks around the world to pull the global economy out of the, you know, the, the, out of uh, the financial crisis did was had never been done before. Mm-hmm. And now what you have is. Japan central bank has you know what what moves do they have left and theirs hasn't worked what you know China said we're you know the Chinese central bank has said we're not going to do stimulus anymore you have a Fed that seems wants to raise rates but even if they wanted to go back what are they going to do cut a quarter of a point is that going to right is that going to make mean, a difference at this point where like the the central banks are sort of out of place it's but is like, it even is it even their job like i know it's that's their a fair job question too. i mean the fact is we question. sit around here like well, what is the fed doing the market if the market's saying look the fed's the only thing that matters then we have a broken system like it, it, right. it well, you should have an economy you should have a government right. that's supporting <laughs> it you, like this idea of it's the fed's fault you know no, it's it's not the Fed. Well, like it what, is in some what, sense, but also it's that's, that's not the whole story. What you should have is an equity market supported by the operations of the corporate stock, the corporate com- the companies that those stocks represent. You should have growing earnings. You don't have that right now. You are looking at what are we looking at? The third straight quarter of contracting earnings growth. Yep, terribly driven though terrible by the sales energy growth. sector. Yeah. It's it's not great anywhere else. No. And, and you look at sales, sales have been terrible for a long time. So it's not just energy. And you can always exclude one sector and say things are better. Right. Right. And there and has been a nobody, nobody wanted to exclude uh, energy when prices were yeah. at 100 and they were making billions and billions of dollars. Yeah. So I don't want to hear energy. Yeah. And also, our, our, our economy itself has fundamentally and structurally changed so significantly in the past decade. You know, I've been here with mm-hmm. 13 years, and when I started here, the financial industry and consumer discretionaries. Have, have you been here that Yeah, it's long? sad. Because wow. financial industry and consumer discretionaries were kind of the only thing that mattered. Consumer spending made up two-thirds of the economy. The the financial market made up X of the economy and this many jobs, especially yeah. throughout the – that's not the way our economy works today. And yet we're still using mechanisms that help those two industries. Is that the right, right way to have policy? I don't think so. Uh, yeah, people are bemoaning the fact that the consumer isn't spending, and people keep waiting to see that, especially with the gas tax cut. And it seems that a lot of traders can't even wrap their minds around that might not come. Right. Hey, I, hey Corey, I want to ask you, and, yeah. and I'm asking this a little bit cold, so if you don't know the answer, it's okay. Uh, you look at the VIX today up sharply, but still not anywhere near last the August lows. Highs. Highs, highs, right, for the VIX. Um Lows in the stock market. My question to you is: Is do you get a sense that the market is in a panic mode here, or are they just kind of programmatically selling off? Like, what, what's your sense of how close we are to that capitulation point? From people I talk to, they say they do not feel that panic. Yeah. Um, and I've even had some traders say point to the VIX not getting to that level as right. a bit concerning. Why aren't we there yet? We're now past the lows. We're set to close. I don't know what the Dow is down now, but we were down in the high 400s when we were set to close at our lowest level since February 2014. Mm-hmm. And why why isn't there that right. spike in fear? I will, I'll remind you, though, that Jason, Jason Zweig, who's okay. uh, as smart a guy in this building as there is, yes. always has this expression, nobody rings a bell. 
There was yeah. no, you know, whether it was March 10th, right. 2009, or, you know, post the dot-com bubble, nobody came in in February and just, oh, actually, there's capitulation today, everybody, we're okay, we're going to ring this bell, and yeah. it's all good from here. Like, yeah. It, we, I think it's it's a it's a worthy and important conversation, but it's tough in real time. And the other, I mean, I think the other question too is you sort of have to determine. You know, we are fresh off the scars of you know 2008 and the financial crisis and all that. But is this an economic crisis or is this more of just a market crisis? And I mean, you know, a lot of people feel like this is just sort of a market crisis. And and to be honest, mm-hmm. let's face it. I mean, for how many years did the you know the sort of the quantitative easing caused, caused this divergence between, you know, the down S&P, which is sort of we're supposed to be representative of the U.S. economy and the actual economy. Mm-hmm. They rose mm-hmm. while the U.S. economy was sort of went flat. And, you know, perhaps this is just sort of, a, you know, fixing that. Yeah. Now they're coming back into the muck with as the rest the Fed, of us. As, as the Fed starts raising right. rates. I mean, hey, uh, you know, just to, to give you something hopeful to think about on the way out here, it's not all disastrous. Uh, I wrote it on the live blog. I wrote something afternoon kind of trying to put this into pers- from some perspective. Here's perspective for you. Uh, I don't know where the Dow is going to finish today, but when I wrote this, the Dow is down 2.88%. And that loss historically, if the Dow closed, it would be the 399th largest loss in history. So as bad as this seems today, this is really garden variety sell-off in, that's in the, the long term. That's the, it gets back to the point thing. I mean, like whenever you right. talk about the Dow, right. people get worked up right. about the points. But as the Dow has risen, the yeah. points yeah. aren't. But the other question is, do we need – I mean, what happens if we have a nice, strong sort of rally into the close and the losses sort of are eating away? Is that – how much of a positive is that? Or do you think it's going to be just a short-term I think it's going of... to be a short – no matter what, I think it's short-term. But I think a lot of damage was done today. Yeah. I think a lot of damage was done today, but I also think that you're going to look at me in sometime in the next two or three months and we're going to forget this ever happened, yeah. just like we did after August. Because we're going to be in this cycle that is just going to okay. continue to We, we may have to time. do an entire another podcast because <laughs> that's a whole – I disagree with you. I think this, is, this whole thing is significant, but uh, we do have to leave it there. Thank you, Steve Grosser, Jeff Rogo, Corey Drebush, Paul Vigna. Everyone, we will see you very soon. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. This episode is brought to you by Vanta. Vanta's trust management platform helps you quickly assess risk, streamline security reviews, and automate compliance for SOC 2, ISO 27001, and more. Learn how by watching Vanta's on-demand demo at vanta.com slash WSJ.